Welcome to another great interview on Radio Bypass. I mentioned yesterday that I'd be talking to Mitch Perry today, and by golly, I am. Last time we talked to Mitch, Music Box had just come out. We were just learning all about COVID, and a lot of crazy stuff's happened in the last few months. So Mitch is with me to kind of fill us in, see where things have been going and how things have been going in the world of Mitch Perry Group and other things. So uh, I'm pleased to welcome Mitch Perry. Hey there, Ralph. It's good to be back. How are you? Uh, how have you been doing through all this crazy stuff? You know, make, making it through, buddy. Making it through, just like all of us, just kind of going along and keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, no, I hear that. It's funny. I was listening to you say, you know, what we've learned about COVID, and I'm like thinking, and then what we found not to be true about COVID, and what we relearned about COVID, and and so on, so on. And what we're still going to keep learning, I guess, too. I mean, um, and a friend of mine just told me uh, the other day that he just got uh, tested positive for it, but uh, so far, he's okay, other than high fever, but... Um, but he's breathing okay. So, yeah, I'm sure we will keep learning. I mean, yeah, because if you remember, I'm, I think this was still the case when you and I last spoke that, oh, it only really hits hard people over 65 years of age. And now, you know, of course, now we're hearing of, you know, teenagers passing away from it, you know, young people, um, and, and more people getting it than uh, they seem to say back, I think, when we last spoke as well. So you're right. We just keep learning. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, and his brother works as a biochemist in a lab in Switzerland where they're, you know, trying to come up with a vaccine. And one of the things that they mentioned was that they're close to finding a vaccine for COVID-19 but only for five uh, mutations of it. And in the time they've been doing this, it's mutated like 39 times. And that's the problem is, wow. is the goals just keep changing. So you learn something and it's not necessarily that you've learned something wrong. It's just <laughs> the goal keeps moving and it keeps evolving. So that's the real disconcerting part about everything that, that, <laughs> it, that it is yeah you know, on top of everything else so yeah anyhow exactly well let's yeah. let's talk happy stuff how's things been going i know since the last time i talked to you um i've been watching you've been getting a lot of positive feedback besides just from me about this wonderful music box record um how's that all going for you now that, as you say, is uh, definitely the bright side of things. I mean, we are totally blown away at the response. Um, everybody who's paying attention comes back with just over the top, you know, not just, you know, positive or, hey, nice record. <laughs> I mean, people definitely seem to be affected by it. And, and you know, anything less, I I kind of get disappointed you know i wanted people to be surprised when they put it on and go wow i wasn't expecting that and we seem to get that uh from all sorts of places not just uh you know not just the fans but i mean you know my friends and people i've worked with you know who who've known me for a long time and it's nice hearing them uh, call up and go, Oh my God, I didn't know. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's uh, been really, really uh, overwhelming getting uh, the positive response that we have, have done so far. And, and now is the challenge of trying to figure out what we do with the positive response. Cause uh, it, in the old days, we'd set up our amps and start playing the stuff live. Right. Um, right now, that's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, that's the, where the challenge of what to do with this next. You know, I mean, you know, apart from that, there are a lot of songs on the album. And so there's a lot of territory on the record to explore. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what we'll spend a lot of the next few months doing. Right. Right. 
Yeah, well, that that's good. I mean, I, I was so happy for you when I saw that because I, I remember you saying to me that, man, this is an album that is great to listen to, old school headphones, listen to it from start to finish. It's it's that kind of a record. And I, I took your advice and I did that. And I heard your voice in my head saying that. And I'm thinking, right on, Mitch, you're right. Uh, there's so much to it. It's such a well-made record in every single aspect. You know, the, the production, the sounds, the the players, just everything, the songwriting. Um, it's, it, you know, I, I've referred to it as a masterpiece more than once. And, uh, and it really is, man. It's just that kind of a record that, and, and, and repeated listenings make you love it more. So if you liked it the first time and you listen to it again, you're going to like it more and then you're going to like it more. And then you're going to like it more every time you listen, because you've made that kind of a record that there's so much there to discover and and um, it's just it's just a beautiful piece of work. Yeah, well, well, thank you for saying. I mean, uh, you know, everything you hit on there uh, are are things we were hoping to accomplish. So it's it's definitely gratifying to hear you uh, call them out. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you're welcome, man. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it. And that's why I was so happy when I was seeing that you were getting such positive responses. And of course. As we talked before, um, believe of course just really hit the nail on the head with, with the beginning of this COVID stage, um, and I think still means a lot to people even even right now. There's you know we still need that hope. We're not giving up on that, and that was the great message behind uh, the video that you guys put together for that song. Um, now I understand you're possibly working on a video for another track from the record. Oh yeah, well we we already have a lyric video out to um, "Wasted Time" that was done. Funnily enough, fans of your show will probably know uh, the name Brian J. He's a guitar player who's been in Keel since uh, the beginning of that band, right. and he's a really he's a really good friend of mine. And I saw a short film his daughter had. Uh, made for some sort of contest and it was a really really impressive looking uh, stop motion piece and so i uh called him up and gave him my idea which was see if any of the any of the songs on my record reached you know touched her in any way and uh, gave her any kind of inspiration to come up with a cool video and she came up with something that's just amazing to wasted time uh so if you get a chance definitely look that look that up and and check it out because it's a beautiful beautiful uh piece of animation as well as you know stop motion right um, as well as uh the music uh, i'm just proud of the whole thing so yeah, and, that, and again, that song's called Wasted Time. Track six. Yep. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, and, and so those are both already out, but, are, but did I understand that you're uh, possibly going to be doing another one in the next yeah, week, so coming it, weeks? And that's what we're working on as we speak, and that's for uh, St. Valentine. Because we, we, we did want the uh, people out there to see we play uh, rock and roll, too. So, uh, you know, I, I love the old uh, faces kind of uh, stonesy vibe for St. Valentine's. So that's what we're going to uh, shoot for the next video. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, even a little Black Crows, which, of course, also is like the faces because I hear yeah. some Black Crows type sounds there, too. There you go. That's will cool. take that. And then very excited I was this morning, Mitch, that you have finally, when we talked the last time, you had no idea when you would receive physical product because of COVID. And you now officially have physical product and it's available to order at this point? It is. It is. It is. Uh, just go to our website, MitchPerry.com, and it'll have all sorts of options for you uh, to uh, choose from and you can get you know, either the new CD or uh, one of my old CDs, which uh, was an instrumental called Wire to Wire. Or we have shirts, you know, it's, it's all sorts of cool stuff. So, oh, so you've, got, you've got Wire to Wire available on your site, too? Wire to Wire is available, yes. Oh, sweet. 
Yeah. I don't have any sweet stuff yet. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Good one. (laughs) Well, that's very cool. I did not know about that. I I was just all excited about Music Box, but now you just made it even more exciting. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm really proud that we can put both records out there. You know, I mean, they're, you know, I'm, I'm still as proud of wire to wire in in its own way as i am of uh music box i mean it's it's a really really musical record and you know i have lots of great people on that record i mean tony franklin and edgar winter rick parnell is the drummer on it and for those who don't know he is the guy who actually spontaneously combusts in spinal <laughs> tap. <laughs> Miraculously, they put him back together after that scene, and he, he lived to play on my solo record. It was a miracle. It, it was amazing. <laughs> well, that's very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, wow, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. So there you go, folks, MitchPerry.com. Get Music Box, as I keep telling you, things like a masterpiece, and it'll sound, even if you already bought the downloaded version off of Mitch's site like I did, get the CD. It'll be even that much sweeter when you listen to it. Yeah, and and listen with headphones, because you will hear all sorts of little things that you just wouldn't otherwise. It's, it's one of those things, once again, you put that CD on, you know, you can take a nice little trip for 45 minutes and, and uh, you should enjoy yourself. Yes, I agree. I agree. There's no doubt about that. If you love music, you will absolutely love this record. And and I was telling Mitch, folks, uh, even for myself, every time I listen to it again and again, I'd catch little things that I didn't hear the previous time. So there's a lot to uh, check out on this record and headphones is a good way to do it. I didn't do that every listen, but uh, that is a good piece of advice. All right. So what else, Mitch, what else is going on? Um, Did I hear you might be doing a little bit of guitar work with something from uh, the past? Ah, yes. Uh, As most of you probably know, I used to be part of a band called Talus uh, with Billy Sheehan and, you know, what was funny about when I joined that band is right immediately upon me joining, we recorded a live album. Uh, the live album. Live Speed had, Ice. Yes. That, and, and the funny thing about that is any of those new, you know, new songs for the Talus Mark II that we were, um, they were recorded while we played them live. Uh, Crystal Clear, which was one of my songs, being one of them. Um, now you fast forward to all these years later, almost <laughs> thirty-six years, I think, because I think that came out in eighty-four, didn't it? Yes, you, you, you're you're exactly right. I was I was trying to find a nicer way of saying it, like twenty-five <laughs> years, twenty-five years, and a decade or so. Anyway. Um, but uh, here we are. Uh, Billy has kind of put the lineup that I was a part of back together, but he's got a guy who's playing locally with them there, um, playing guitar. But they uh, were nice enough to call me up and uh, and see if I wanted to uh, play on uh, Crystal Clear and on the take, which are two songs that I'd written for, you know, back in the day. And I'm really glad that uh, not only did we do that, but that they're going to do them. It was a trip playing on the uh, on the stuff. I, I mean, it it was weird for me because I have literally not played this song in this in, in this guise since 1984. Mm-hmm. So it, it was as close to being transported back through time on in a time tunnel. I think as you can come, because I, I definitely, I definitely vibed out on it at one point. And went, whoa, this this is wild. It's taken me back. 
Right. You know? So it was really, really, really cool. You know, it was, it was neat to actually discuss that kind of going down with Billy because, uh, you know, it was something I wasn't expecting or you know, ready for. So it was kind of cool. That's very cool. So there, so a new studio version then of Crystal Clear, which I did not, I haven't looked, I got to be honest, I have the album on vinyl. I haven't looked at it in, in many years because I had put it on my on my hard drive. I digitized it. I did not remember that you wrote Crystal Clear on Live Speed on Ice. What, what was oh, the yeah. other? What was, was there yeah, another track uh, the on other the live record? On, yeah, the other, well, not on the live album. We, okay. we had done... See, I actually had a four-song demo for a band of mine called Dutch Courage. Um, and that band I put together, I'd written the songs uh, with the singer, Ralph Mormon. Uh, you know who Ralph was? The name's familiar. Was Did, did he do something with Joe Perry for a little while, too, maybe? You got your... You, you, you know your stuff. That's it. that's yeah. uh, let the music do the talking. Yeah, right, right. And, and he also he was in uh, Savoy Brown and did a version of "Lay Back in the Arms of Someone," which was by a band named Smokey. But his version, I mean, it, it it's just you know, he he's one of the best singers there ever was. I mean, you know, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. And right. And it's a, it's a major loss because he, he's just as good a singer as they came. Um, he used to be in a band with Punky Meadows. Um, oh, really? Called, called Bucks, yeah. And it started out as Daddy Warbucks. And it was funny because uh, Punky got a hold of me on Facebook when he realized you know, that Ralph and I had this band together and, right. and, you know, it was just a trip talking with him, you know, because I, I mean, we're, we're both sitting there going, you know, Steve Marriott is the greatest there ever was. And, and Ralph is like as good as Steve Marriott was. I mean, he, he you know, he, he really had something special. Um, so I, I love this band Dutch Courage anyway was uh, the name of the band and we had done a uh, demo and another point of interest is the drummer was Randy Castillo who, oh really you know, oh yeah well Randy and I had played together in a band called Code Blue uh, which was a new wave band signed to Warner Brothers and we joined that in early 1981 um, I, I lasted in that until probably late 81, and that's where I decided to put this thing, Dutch Courage, together with Ralph, and uh, Randy came along and did that with me, um, right up until I think he went and joined Stone Fury, uh, yeah, not too long after that. Oh, that's so. interesting, I didn't know you, you had played with him. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, those those demos uh, fell into uh, Billy's lap when he was looking for a guitar player for Talos. And that's why he uh, he had um, flown me out to Buffalo. And uh, we ended up you know, playing a few of those songs live. Crystal Clear made it to the album. And I believe at this point, Crystal Clear and On the Take are both going to be on the new record. And Again, there there are things I wrote the music and uh, Ralph uh, wrote the lyrics. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that's pretty, and, and are we expecting that uh, sometimes this year? This new Talus record? Yeah, I you know I, I'm not exactly uh, sure on what their specific timetable is, but you know I, I know work's progressing on this uh, pretty quickly, and and I know. You should see it in the not too distant future. Awesome, and you are, and you already did your piece. I have done some of them. I'm about to go back in and make some more noise in the next day or so. I'm waiting on a phone call as we speak. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's good because I, I'm sure with uh, this long-lasting COVID stretch here, it's uh, probably really good to have a reason to. And a, an opportunity, I guess I should say, to put that guitar on and play. Yeah, no, and again, like I said, it, it, it's 
it's such a trip because there's songs that truly were, you know, put away in in, in a uh, in, in a chest. I mean, it wasn't, you know, a lot of times you leave a band and you take your songs and you work up new versions with your new band or or you revisit them a bunch. And, and quite honestly, this is stuff that even though it had started for Dutch Courage, I kind of left it with Talus. And that scene as I left Talus in June of 1984, um, it's a long time since I've uh, played these things, and it's it's a really, really a lot of fun to uh, to Revisit. get them. Yeah, very neat. Did you remember how you played it, or did you have to go back and listen again? Like, how did I? Do, what did I play again? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't even have anything to reference. Well, I mean, funnily enough, I do have the old. You know, Billy was kind enough to send me. Uh, he had digitized the uh, cassette tapes that I'd sent him. Right. So uh, he had copies of this stuff. I was able to listen to that earlier today, as a matter of fact. And it was, <laughs> again, just I'm so thankful that this stuff still exists. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's cool, though. You know, I mean, I, I always say, you know, one of the reasons I don't keep a uh, – recording studio at home i mean i have to probably revisit that in, in, in the way uh in the world is today you know, yep. days but you know i i i didn't like to get too involved with writing you know songs and on the eight track or you know or pro tools or whatever mm -hmm. because invariably what happens is i start trying to make bohemian rhapsody <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it just it, it drives it, it drives me nuts so right. i i usually i use the uh pretzel logic of you know hey if i write something good i'm not gonna throw it down i'm gonna keep it in my head and if it's that good it ain't leaving my head and if it leaves my head then it wasn't that good <laughs> You know that that might be pretzel logic, and I may have uh, I may have missed out on the world's greatest song, but that's kind of like us trying to figure out if we might have kept COVID from spreading if we had. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to find out. So, so are you telling me that if a, a, an idea pops into your head or you hear something in your head, you don't? You don't record it or write it down or something no, what, right what, away? What, what I will do is once I've started liking what's, you know, I'll pick up the guitar, kind of get the gist of it. And then I just hit, you know, the uh, video thing on my phone and record myself on my phone. And I have it there. And as, if it stays in my head, I keep coming up with stuff i mean pretty much i mean saint valentine i wrote that entire song in my head on a flight back from london to la i just put on my headphones they weren't plugged into anything they just kept the sound out right and and i literally i, I mean i came up with the groove that i wanted started to hear the the chord changes i was going to use came up with a melody you know the the melody i started going phonetically came out of you know you just turn the phonetics into words right and by the time you know a couple of the little lines i just kind of hit video you know on the phone and hum them in there got home put it together everything worked the way i was hearing it on the plane nice nice so at least you are doing something you are making some kind of note in a sense um, so it doesn't leave your mind completely because, because that's why I asked that when you said that, because I'm like, man, good ideas, even if, you know, you said, oh, well, if it's not that good, then, you know, it's okay that I didn't remember it. But, but sometimes really good stuff though, can still slip out of your mind if you don't oh, refer, have a reference point somehow. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I and I did preface this with being pretzel logic, not right. intelligent logic, <laughs> but 
<laughs> but you know, having said that, there's still something. I mean, there there are people, you know, and they've made you know great livings out of religiously recording every every change they've ever come up with, you know, and, right. and they find a way to sell it, and, and God bless them for doing that. I could do that. You know, I could probably do that eight hours a day. I mean, if if you know enough about music, you can you can juggle all the all the variations that are out there. You can juggle it a million different ways. There's sure. not really a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of uh, merit in that anymore. You know, for me, where you know. When you just have something that strikes you, I mean, and, and again, this is all objective. So one, one man's, you know, pleasure might be, you know, that, you know, not not for the next person, but you know, for me, it's just finding those things that are special and that stick with me, and right. and I hope if it affects me that way, and and I think it's, you know, that worthwhile. I hope that translates down onto whoever is going to hear it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's interesting. And when, and when, you know, something else just, I was kind of thinking as you were talking something about this line of, of thinking kind of made me think this other thing, which is in, in, I've, I've had different musician friends approach things differently. And, and I wonder where you stand on this when you say about, you know, if it's good, whatever, all that. So in the studio, if you, already have your song and you're recording it are you the type of person that will keep doing take after take after take oh my god wait i think i can do this better or a couple two three times hey let's take the best take out of that because you kind of lose the energy after that We're, like how, what's your what's your approach to recording well what you're talking about there it's not that doesn't happen by accident if you rehearse with the guys with a with a purpose, it shouldn't take you three or four songs to or three or four songs or tries to you know get the song right. Mm-hmm. The, you know what what really influences that is how much attention to detail you put into the rehearsals, and you know how much rehearsing you did. Um, to that end we spent all our time rehearsing these songs before we tracked them. And when we tracked them, yeah, we got them down in the first three times. And usually it was the first take that we kept, Mm -hmm. but you know, we, we knew from the minute we started hitting record, we were going for takes. We weren't learning how to play it. Right. Right. You know, and, and I knew recording, you know, I knew production wise, I wanted the band, you know, sometimes you'll strip a song down to every, you know, to bare knuckles. And it's just, you get the drums and then you add your bass and then you add your guitars. And because you've done it that way, the guitar part that you played live, you've now split into two different parts, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, they work, but it's also lost some of that vibe it had live. Right. Um, and that's why when we rehearsed these songs, I played the basic track the way I was going to play the songs live. Mm-hmm. You know, because I decided it wasn't important to me to to you know get every perfect layered guitar. It, it was more important to me to make people feel like they were in the room listening to this band play the song, you know, rather than hear how jangly we could make a guitar. So then you're definitely not taking the Tom Scholes approach and layering uh, 50 guitar tracks together or anything then. (laughs) No, not at all. Hey, and, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's all, you know, you do it great or you, don't but you know that's what what dictates whether it's a good idea to me or not i mean you know there's stuff that you can't record the way we did you know it just wouldn't work and and i understand that you know so it's not saying this is the way it's got to be for everything You, you figure that out for you know each time you go in and record something it's a new adventure 
Sure. And, you know, the, the rules can change at any second for whatever reason. Gotcha. That's interesting. Yeah, because I know everybody's got different approaches and different thoughts. And, and I remember many years ago being in a studio with, with some guys recording. And um, there was two different schools of thought in within those group of musicians. You know, like they wanted to... And, and, and as far as I know, they had rehearsed pretty heavily before going in, but maybe because they were young and new to the recording studio, the, the guy they were working with, you know, kept pushing them. Oh, I think you can do that better. Or I think you ought to add this part or you ought to, you know, play it this way or whatever. And things kept changing. And then finally the guitar player is like, look, this thing loses its vibe totally. If I keep redoing this, this is how I heard it in my head. This is how we put the song together initially. I don't want to keep playing this. This is what I want, you know, and felt that, you know, and I remember him saying, you know, you, you lose the energy. It doesn't feel the same way. Um, if you keep trying different things, this is, this is what I prepared. This is what I want. Leave it alone. <laughs> and then yeah, what- I mean, and you know what? I mean, he could be a hundred percent, right. You know, he also could be wrong. You know, it, right. each case is individual. I mean, it truly is, you know, and, 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 and trust me, just because there's a producer telling you, oh, we got to do it 82 times until you get it right. You know, that, that producer could be justifying why he's there. And right. that could be the only reason you're playing it more than twice. Yep. Yep. Y- you know, I mean, you know, so at the end of the day, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you can't always be the captain of your own ship. That's my excuse for pretty much everything right up until a music box. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, you know, having said that, if you've got an idea uh, of how you want things to be, stay true to that. And, and you know, when, when it doesn't feel right, it usually isn't. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. So, all right. So since we last spoke, we we talked about Music Box. We talked about Talus. Unfortunately, um, also since the last time we talked, you lost a good friend of yours, Steve Priest uh, from The Suite. Uh, Our condolences on on that loss. Um, Very sorry about that. Um, What can you tell us about that? Is there uh, any plans with the band at all? Or where do things stand with that? Well, I mean, first off, uh, we were coming home from the last show that we played with Steve. And and this was right before um, all the stuff went crazy with COVID. And right after we had gotten home from the show, he went into the hospital. It wasn't COVID related, but, you know, basically we, we... had quite a while to adjust to what was going on. Um, and, and by the time, you know, Steve passed, I mean, it's quite obvious the band's not going to be playing out any of the, uh, any of the shows we had had contractually obligated to for the rest of the year, obviously are long gone. Right. So in, in that regard, there hasn't really, even had to be any discussion about what's going to happen because there's just no point in anything being discussed because nothing can happen. Um, quite obviously, you know, it, it's going to be different than what it was before if anything happens. Um, but how and, and what, I, I, I don't have a clue, you know, I'm, I have to say I'm pretty much uh, the guitar player. (laughs) That's about (laughs) it. Uh, You know, having said that, I, I, I know one way or another, I I love these sweet songs. I've loved being a part of uh, Steve's band since he first asked me to do it. And it's not something I want to stop doing. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to at least, I know at the very least, we're going to add a sweet song to the MPG set list. Um, you know, and, and it, it's, it's just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens 
down the road, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, whatever happens, it will be right for everybody involved and, 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 and make, you know, like I said, if it, if it offends anybody, uh, anywhere, I, I want no part of it. So, you know, I, I, I have no idea what we might do, but you know, whatever it is, uh, I'll tell you this. I really, really miss playing in the band. I, I love playing those uh, songs so much. It's my favorite set of any band I ever played with. Right. I, I remember you saying that last time, how much you enjoyed that. So that's why I felt so bad when I saw his, uh, you know, saw his passing in June. I was like, Oh man. Mitch was just telling us not long ago how much he loves playing this stuff. Yeah, you know, it, it hit me really hard. I mean, um, you know, like I said, it, we obviously weren't blindsided by it because he hadn't been in the greatest health for, you know, an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. But having said that, you know, I I mean, I knew I enjoyed what I did in this project. Um but I didn't realize the depth of how much I had grown to love, you know, just, you know, everything about it. You know, it was a group of guys that enjoyed getting together and, and, you know, it, I mean, our, our little, you know, our little mini tours were always a pleasure to be a part of because, you know, everybody just got along so well. And, and I mean, I can honestly say I don't, recall i mean we've we've had challenging gigs with you know circumstances equipment not being right or sound not being spot on mm-hmm. but never have i had a a bad gig where because of people's moods or temperaments you're wishing you you could you know blink yourself to any other <laughs> spot on the planet right. <laughs> it just it, it's never happened with this band you know it's it's always been a pleasure to be involved with everyone and uh, you know and, and steve was a hero of mine you know i mean right. from you know i i remember him from the very first time i saw him on top of the pops you know i remember being a kid right up to you know listening to love is like oxygen and trying to pick all the uh, little classical guitar lines off the radio because mm-hmm. I didn't have the album back then. Right. I mean, you know, so th- these things made an impact long before I had any idea I was going to meet Steve or play with him. Sure. And, you know, so, you know, I guess after, after his passing, I realized it, it's not just, you know, the, the, the piece of this band that I'm losing, but you know, he's, he's somebody who's been in my life since 1971, whether I realized it or not. Sure. You know, and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. You know, you, you know, you've said 8 billion things and you always realize you needed to say 8 billion and one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, it's always a reminder, you know, when, when a close friend or family member passes away, it's always a reminder of how important it is to always tell the people you love, you love them. And, and, uh, and, you know, just don't forget that. Cause you never know when the last time is you'll get to talk to them. Could be today, you know? No, you know, it's funny. And, you know, uh, my fiance was, she brought up, she goes, you know what? You're lucky. Because he did call you and tell you that. And and I had, this was something that just kind of, it, it went kind of in one ear and, and out the other at the time because the gig wasn't particularly brilliant that had preceded the song call. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it was a recent gig, not the last one. Um, it was a recent gig and Steve called up just to say what a great time he'd had and you know how much she loved you know going out and doing what we're doing and it was just something i go oh the gig wasn't that great oh well, yeah nice guy you know he's in a good mood right. and, you know but you, you sit here and and now i i sit there and reevaluate that you know i mean yeah 
maybe, you know, whatever. At least I know we all felt the way, the same way. Right, um, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that. You know, the, you, if it if it's truly that way, you don't need to have it confirmed with words either, because you you know what you do on stage, and 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 it's it's a it's a you know secret code, really. I mean, I I don't mean to get all you know esoteric on it or whatever, but you know you, you know when you speak the language with someone else who does, and and right. I mean. You know, Steve and I could do things, you know, I'm not talking with bombastic chops or, you know, amazing licks like where you're trading off with, you know, an amazing player at NAM or something. I'm just talking the way we would play little polyrhythms, you know, and, and I'd I'd have one way of walking around his baseline. And if he changes baseline at all, I'd immediately respond or, or vice versa. And we could do that and we'd just sit there and and mess with each other all the time, you know, but never mess the song up. And that's that's the beauty of when you're doing it right, you know. Sure. And it was uh it it was something I could do with him that I don't think uh, you know, I, you know, I don't experience with a lot of people and I'm not sure, you know, they eat. I can't speak for him, but, you know, like I said, it, it was a pleasure playing with him. I'm going to miss it a whole lot. I bet you will. Well, hopefully, maybe, if not, you know, a version of Sweet, maybe at least since you said everyone got along so well, maybe at least you'll get to work with the other members um, that are still alive on something, whether it's Sweet Music or some other project. Maybe you'll still get to do yeah. something else with them. No, I, I certainly hope so because I mean it, it was a great band and a great lineup, uh, you know, in in every uh, incarnation. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm again very sorry about Steve's passing, and um, you know I know that was a, good, uh, a big loss for you. Um, so when anything else? What, what else? Do, what else has been happening since uh, we last spoke? Anything? Mm, let's see you know a few of the uh a few of these uh coronavirus um what are they the the uh corona jams i did one with the house uh, the house band uh from the ultimate jam night uh we did it for uh paulie z's uh brother david z that's right i saw that yeah, t- yeah. Tell us about that. I saw that. I, I did not get to catch the the thing, but I saw that going around because I think another friend of mine was part of that too. Um, yeah, tell us about that. No, it was just neat. We we did a version of Jukebox Hero, and uh, you know, it's Joe Travers, Chuck Wright, and myself, and Walter Eno, and uh, you know, we're the guys who you know basically are the the house band at the Ultimate Jam, and. Uh, you know, Walter put the tracks together. I went down and added my guitars to it. And, you know, it actually came out sounding great. Paulie did a phenomenal job singing. Walter did a great, uh, great job uh, putting it all together and making us sound uh, very true to the original. And then a little. Nice. So, and, and this yeah, was a, a benefit thing? What, what What's with Paulie's brother? What, what's the story yeah, well, there? You know, pa- Paulie's brother... Uh, was killed in that in a tragic uh touring crash you know when he was um out he was uh, um he was on tour and the the uh rv that he was in was pulled over to the side of the uh road and it was hit by a semi-truck that went oh, out of control. yeah and so uh you know paulie is you know put together the david z foundation david also you know he played in tso and and Mm -hmm. had a huge following he he was a uh a real force of nature on the base and uh and so anyway uh paulie's put together this foundation in his memory and and his hope for that show was to raise 15 uh thou for it and i know during the show we actually busted 32 that very day. So it was a very successful oh, show. Fantastic. They, they had all sorts of great people on it. I mean, 
you know, all the people from TSO and, and, and all sorts, you know, uh, these guys are loved by everybody. So, you know, anybody they reached out to basically got involved and helped out with it. And it was a really neat thing to be a part of. Cool. Cool. Well, that's good that you did that. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, that's it. I think you've got me on everything. I think we're we're caught up for now. Okay. Other other than that, it's just waiting for races to show up on TV. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Whatever. This is just such a weird year, Mitch. I just, I don't even know what to say anymore about it. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, Here's the thing. It's going to get weirder for a little while, but I, I have a feeling, you know, once again, things will, will work themselves out. They, they always do. It's just uh, not, not in the time frame we'd all like. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for uh, touching base with us. I'm glad that you also have remained COVID free over these months. And I'm really, really happy and excited that you got your physical product now. So remember, MitchPerry.com. You can order a CD version of the wonderful Music Box record. And um, and we'll be looking for that Talus record, too. Love Talus. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so, yeah. So thanks, Mitch. Thanks for coming by today. Uh, pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for uh, for uh, all the support for Music Box. Um can't tell you how much we appreciate it uh you got it man you got it all right we'll continue staying covid free and we hope and pray that we'll all get to see you back out live again soon absolutely absolutely so there was my conversation with mitch perry from monday night it was great hearing from mitch again uh on this show he's a great friend of the show and it was good catching up with him and seeing how he's been making out during all this COVID and it's pretty exciting that his record has been getting so warmly received music box. And again, you can get physical copies now in addition to download copies on his website, mitchperry.com. And really great to hear that he's part of the new Talus record that Billy Sheehan has been putting together. Can't wait for that to see the light of day. That'll be great. But uh, right now I'm going to wrap things up here with, a Mitch Perry group song, the latest single that they're releasing from the Music Box album is St. Valentine. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. Mitch Perry group with St. Valentine. Happy ain't a word that it used to describe my